This time on episode 319 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss Legion, season 3, episode 3, chapter 22, and season 3, episode 4, chapter 23. I'm Ryan from the Dad.io podcast, a show dedicated to dorky dads everywhere. Part of the Gona Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other dadalicious geeky shows at gonageeknetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director S.P. And I'm Agent Michelle. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. This show is recorded on Sunday, February 16th, 2020, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast timeline-wide via www.geeks.live. Come and join our live chat and talk with us as we record. Michelle, happy National Almond Day. I like almonds covered in chocolate. Ooh. No, my daughter, for Valentine's Day, she surprised us, came home on Valentine's Day, which was just two days ago on the Friday, and brought me chocolate-covered pretzels. Close, but... Not quite the chocolate-covered almonds. Now I'm going to have to find chocolate-covered almonds. Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. And I like lightly salted almonds as snacks as work. You know, you can have uh, 21 of them, I believe, is a serving. Sure. I count that all the time. <laughs> uh, if you're doing the calorie count for MyFitnessPal or what's it called, the Metas or or whatever, then... I guess serving size is applicable, but yeah, normally I don't. Anyway, uh, let's get on with the show, okay? Otherwise, I'm really hungry for dinner and I haven't had it yet. <laughs> Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fan-based podcast on the ABC television show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is due to come back in a few months. The multiple Marvel small screen series like Legion, and we're covering that today, and the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Book Universes in general. Because salmon is a color. If you'd like to talk to us about the different versions of color, including violet and salmon, you can catch us on our website at legendsofshield.com. If you'd like to discuss your favorite color with us, you can leave us a voicemail at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. If you want to leave a comment to us on whether you're an 8-crayon color person or a 64-crayon color person, you can catch us on a comment on our Facebook page, which you can find at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and talk about fish at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. You can leave a comment on our YouTube video at youtube.com slash gunnageek all about the colors. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. skill. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is quite the proud member of the GunnaGeek.com network. Michelle, it's just you and me tonight. Haley is off doing Haley's stuff and enjoying the weekend. And Lauren almost was with us today, but she decided to take one last week off from moving. Moving is just awful. I can't 
disagree. Moving is awful and I'm not looking forward to it. I've been getting ready for it for years and I haven't made too much progress. So at least she's actually moved and in her new place and she will be with us shortly. In the meantime, I think we need to talk about some Legion today. We sure do. Legion, chapter 22 and 23, which is the third and fourth episodes of the third season, aired on FX on July 8th and July 15th of 2019. Michelle, who was the creative team behind episode 22, which is also chapter 22? This episode was directed by John Cameron. Fast six directing credits starting in 1978, including one Xena Warrior Princess, one Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, one Fargo, and four Legion. This episode was written by Nathaniel Halpern. Nine writing credits starting in 2010, one The Killing, three of Resurrection, one Outcast, 12 Legion, and one Tales from the Loop. Chapter 23 was directed by Dan Kwan, who has 28 directing credits starting in 2010, including various video shorts of a Children's Hospital, NTFS, SDSUV, and one episode of Legion, who was written by a pair of Olivia Default, who has three writing credits starting in 2019, two episodes of Preacher and five episodes of Legion. It was also written by Charles Yu, who has six directing credits starting in 2016, one episode of Westworld, a series that I've enjoyed, one episode of Here and Now, one episode of Lodge 49, one episode of Legion, one episode of Sorry for Your Loss, and three episodes of Dream Corp. LLC. Now, Michelle, we're just going to scrap the theme of the episode by the title of the episode because there's no correlation whatsoever other than it's the number of the episode in the series, which as Haley pointed out last time, the entire series is the equivalent of the first season of Star Trek The Next Generation. I know. Makes you think. They've covered a lot of ground I would dare say they covered more ground than the first three seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation. Just, I think writing is different and plot progression is different than it used to be. Definitely. TV has evolved. We still have like episodic things like NCIS and such as the more traditional format. And we're getting this blend like with Legion and on Netflix you know, like Sabrina on Netflix or Stranger Things. It's a very interesting time for television. It is indeed, and I'm just glad to have the content that we have available to us. Now, in this particular case, the third episode of the season, Chapter 22, told the story of David's parents. And we've known for a while that David's parents were Charles Xavier and his wife, Gabrielle. But we didn't know how they wanted to portray it in the light of this series. Michelle, were you okay with how they portrayed the parental background here? Oh, heck no. <laughs> I, oh, oh, this episode. Oh, this episode. First off, yes, her mental illness can run in the family. That is the case. That was interesting. But the whole Charles Xavier being able to enter Gabrielle's mind and like flick a switch and she seemingly to him feels better and him being able to do a mind trick and just walk out 
it was disturbing. And the parallels between Xavier and David, you know, when we had season one, we met David in a mental uh, hospital. He sees Sid come in and he's just like transfixed. Xavier is already there and all of a sudden he notices um, Gabrielle and he's transfixed. And there becomes like this courtship and romance. But he's romancing a woman who has been severely traumatized by war and was in the camps. And he romances her in a very controlled space. I mean, think about it. Xavier was reading his doctor's mind. He technically could have done that mind trick any moment that he wanted to. He could have left at any particular time. He technically could have helped Gabrielle and then they could have left as friends. She could have experienced life and then perhaps gotten together that way. Instead, he romances her in this controlled environment. They leave. He takes her to this big house. And then after having a baby, leaves her and not only mental illness, there's no cure. Okay. There is no cure. And one of the things they got right is that she obviously wasn't cured. Xavier thought she was, oh, she's now talking to me and all that type of stuff. Everything must be okay. No, she's still, and she talks about it, how like she thinks the sickness is coming back and she's all alone in that house. And then there's also a possibility of postpartum depression which is a very real thing. And David is only a few months old. Postpartum depression can um, last anywhere from like to like the baby's three. There's been reported cases of that. It's just, it was disturbing to me a lot. Yeah, I think the whole thing was disturbing. I think this series in entirety is disturbing. It's all about mental games, mental superpowers, and mental illness, and it's very difficult to combine them all together. And I was wondering, is the reason why this seems to be so pervasive in comics and comic books, is it because it's a way for those that are affected to portray what has occurred to them? Or is this just somebody that is taking a bunch of plot devices and throwing it together into a story? and creating this conflict i don't know the way that they've handled it especially with david being able to just basically say like at the end of last season i'm basically going to turn on my god powers and leave there's been this running away from dealing with mental illness on this series i thought it was this is the last season. I thought maybe some of the things were going to come together. But this whole idea of you have to be mentally ill in order to be different. There's this whole thing about, oh, if you're not a depressed artist, then you're not a real artist. Or the whole like, well, Van Gogh cut off his ear. So that's obviously, you know, an artistic thing. It's not. Mental illness does not equal extra creativity. Mental illness does not equal, oh, you must be a mutant. It's two separate things, which I think at the season finale for season two was trying to address that David is indeed a powerful mutant and has a mental illness. And they really, they just dropped it for the season. Okay. It's kind of what I was thinking in terms of that. I didn't know if they were just trying to wrap up everything that they wanted to get to or not. I do remember 
they were some interviews with Noel Hawley and Nathaniel Halpern about the fact that they're done with this story as of this point they've told the story that they wanted to tell which for a lot of showrunners that come into it three seasons is a lot of times how much in the future that you think about if the other plot points were some things that came up along the way or things that they didn't consider i don't know and i haven't seen the end there's four episodes that i haven't seen that you have just to tell our audience what the difference is between what our aspect of the perception of the series is at this point i went into it with this really strange version of deja vu we're back to season one in a lot of cases you had the ugly boy that doll you knew the origin of it but you didn't understand why it ended up in the crib with david i would think if i was charles i would have taken that out i mean i know it might be a family heirloom but I, wow that was kind of messed up to me and and the whole thing's messed up and along the way david is trying it let me step back a second if you stepped into this episode and did not closely follow the previous couple of episodes you have no idea what's going on in the middle of this episode you have david and switch who you can't see are trying to affect the circumstances of what's going on to prevent david from being taken over as a baby and they don't succeed and switch is just horribly affected by it she's losing teeth so they are not capable of changing things like david so desperately wants to do and they create all of this time stuff that happens in the second episode, but let's stay on the first episode. How did you think of the fact that David and switch were there almost the whole time and were not able to do anything about it? It makes sense. In the last episode, she explained how she really can't go back too far. It's very strenuous. Also about how she couldn't take David. It's why they needed Mel Carey. And it's interesting that David, in his frustration of not being able to physically talk to them, he started to telepathically try to talk to them, which his poor mother is again, wondering if her sickness is coming back and she's hearing, she's hearing disco music and she's hearing other voices. And that is, that is not good for her. Especially since I don't think in that time frame, now we haven't firmly set time dates on everything, but I don't think disco had been invented yet. No, because she talks about being Romani, Roma, and it's almost implying that she was, that it was World War II. Right. So it sounded like the camps were World War II camps. It's not definitive, but it sounds like that. So she was at least a little girl. I'm thinking during the time of the camps, which would be the early 40s. If you extrapolate even 20 years later, you're in the early 60s. Yes. And we were thinking that perhaps Legion was taking place in the 80s. We thought maybe 70s or 80s. Be about right, because then David would have been in his mid 20s at the time that the series started. Time has always been weird with this up with this series. And even more so now when you're talking about the time demons who are literally eating time. Yeah. 
funny about, I guess, Switch left out the part in her pitch to David about time demons because when they, they, you know, she's like, no, this moment keeps happening. And he's like, what do you mean? And then she finally talks about time demons. And I actually liked Farouk's explanation of comparing them to termites. For those of you who have ever owned a home, your home can seem perfectly fine for a year, three years, six years, and then all of a sudden things are starting to crumble and fall apart because you've had termites for a very long time. And that's what these little time demons do. They don't start at one end and just like eat. They're like termites. They come out and they eat this moment. They come out and they collapse this moment. They come out and they play with this moment here. And it has severe ramifications. They are having severe ramifications. And David, he doesn't put them at bay. Farouk puts them at bay. David's constantly fighting them. And he's doing the stereotypical thing of doing the same thing over and over and over again. I think he actually knows that he's doing it over and over again. But it's not having any effect because every time he gets to the two-time demons, he's transported back in space and time away from them. Whereas Farouk at least understands what's going on and basically tells them that either you stop this or I'm going to kill all of you. And he's capable of doing it. No, that's David. Oh, okay. David, in that moment, when he goes back, he finally is like, wait a minute. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am God. And he actually skips himself to them. Oh, yes. And then is able to burn one of them. And then it's like, now you want to listen? Farouk did end up killing one, though, right? With his sword? Yes, that was in the time between time. Time between time. That was very interesting. This series has always had very interesting cinematography, and this was one where it was almost stop animation, where they were taking a panel and then moving around, taking another panel, moving around, taking another panel, and allegedly that the time demons didn't have any advantage in there because they were all in the same playing field. Yes, it was supposed to be their nest. Ah, looked like a giant mailbox to me. I know, right? I might have to watch these again, but I don't know if I want to because it was just such the, the mental drama that was going on, including Sid talking to her younger self. That was interesting, especially when they talked about the shower scene again like last season we learned about it and then we were debating about like you know she was curious but like the border and then when her younger self is actually talking about it we actually get it from her younger perspective i just wanted to feel something i went into the shower and if you think about it she was just there and they were face to face and touching and then she said all of a sudden i was just turned around and even though you're dating someone and you're together, it doesn't mean they have the right to treat you poorly in any stage, even in an intimate moment. Intimate moments should be communicated and should be shared and lovely. Obviously, from hearing it from young Sydney's point of view, it just went from like touching and possibly a kiss to all of a sudden her face against that door. Yeah, the shower door. Yeah. And it puts to bed 
a lot of the questions that people might have had about the incident along the way because Sid did go ahead and trick him. He didn't know it was her, but at the same time, it didn't matter if it was her or not. He was going to treat Sid's mom the same way, which I don't think is appropriate. That's my thoughts on the matter. And it does give a full, complete version of the shower scene. And I don't know if we're going to get young Sid again or not. That might have been it. And was that the same actor that we had earlier? I didn't check. I'm pretty sure it was. I didn't check either, but I think it is. Yeah, she said she was 15 or 16. I don't remember how old she was supposedly in that, in the shower scene that happened. I don't know if I would be as calm if I was talking to a younger myself as Sid was. She just took everything in stride and she was like, okay, so what does this mean? Uh, It could mean that we just have this moment or it could mean that the entire universe is going to fall apart. Eh, Have a drink. Well, that's how she was dealing with it was having a drink or five. Uh, (laughs) I have no idea how much Jameson she had. And it's very interesting how they actually hugged each other at the end. Then there was a time demon, and then there was that moment. That was odd. I can't explain it. It says, younger Sid is not there anymore, but was younger Sid moment eaten from time, and why does older Sid still there? I I don't know. Yeah, there's there's stuff that happens with Sid in the next episode, or it's the one up at that. It's going to be one of the two we talk about next week. Okay. The other thing that happened that was pretty important was Lenny's journey with her significant other and the baby and her having her own inner light moment within the episode because of the time issues that were happening. I felt for Lenny after that. And at the end, Lenny said, no, leave me alone. Don't take it away from me. I need to feel this because she went through the entire stage of her daughter's life within the span of minutes. Why Audrey Plaza is not knee deep in at least, I know the number of episodes you have to be in for a supporting actor, but at least a guest star, especially for this episode, watching it again, it broke my heart again. And just seeing the devastation that David wrought, I mean, there she was holding the baby and, you know, and again, toddler, young kid, teenager, all the way at the end. And her daughter going, mom, you came like, like I knew you would. That was just, and when, and then the moment her daughter dies and then David had dealt with the situation and then she's in that room all alone. And there's the picture her daughter drew. Mm. It was tough. It was tough. And her significant other doesn't make it either. I don't see her around afterwards either. So she must've been caught in that same time. As well, I I didn't see what happened to her after the birth. Yeah, some people, it seems as though some people kind of got eaten. Some people got frozen. Some people kind of got like eaten by the time demons. It's just really odd about what had happened. Like I said, termites. We also have Petolny, who is dealing with it on the database side of things. And Carrie also is able to come back with Switch. I think we're going to see some movement in the plot because of that, because you have Farouk coming back with Clark and with the other Carrie, 
and now you've got Switch on the um, airship with everybody. I see some movement in the next episode about that. Now, I could be mistaken. We could have a side quest that occurs in the next episode, but it seems to me like it's time to start moving that division plot along a little bit more. And um, yeah, I know you can't predict because you've seen everything, but it just seems to me that that's the way it should go. So of these two episodes, is there anything else you would like to touch upon? Uh, just how David, again, it's how David sees himself. I'm daddy. I'm alpha and omega. I'm God. Yeah. The God thing was interesting. Kept on bringing that up. I'm God. I can do anything, but he, uh, so he's in the camp cell with his mom and then his mom starts to smile in kind of a wicked smile. Was that the indication that she was a time demon or Yes, the t- the time demons had basically read David and put that moment in there to try to trap him because remember he got he got tackled by them. Right. And so basically they played with him. They they were playing with their food. Just like Farouk said, you know, sometimes they play with their food. Yeah. Or was it Switch? It was either Switch or Farouk that said that sometimes they like to play with their food. I don't remember. Could have been either. I think it would be more Farouk than Switch, but it sounds like something Switch would say, but Farouk seems to know more about them than Switch does. Anyway, anything else? No. Okay. I am looking forward to the final four episodes of Legion. We are headed into that next week. We are taking these two episodes at a time, so next week we will be taking Chapter 24 and Chapter 25. We also have a little bit of a news item that's been in the background for a couple of weeks about what's coming up on Disney Plus and with the rest of Marvel with Phase 4. And I'm just looking forward to all that. And I'm also looking forward to having Lauren and, and Haley back. As much as I like you, Michelle, I, I like everybody. So can't wait to have them back as well. Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, the, the dynamic duo thing here is great, but I, I miss my fellow agents. Indeed. So in the meantime, Michelle and I are going to try to find the psychedelic tunnel and get on out of here. Thank you, everybody, for staying with us through Legion. We plan to go through Jessica Jones in just a few weeks. So if you have anything to say about Jessica Jones Season 2, let us know. And thanks for continuing to download the show. Yeah, thank you to everyone who interacts with us. We appreciate it. And for, you know, sticking with us as we suffer the drought between seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm starting to see some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. promos out there and and posts like on Instagram and stuff like that from from the actors. And yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, not only what's behind the camera, but what we're going to get in front of the camera to close out Marvel TV as we've known it since 2013. Yeah. Right. Well, until next time, I'm Director SP. And I'm Agent Michelle. We'll see everybody next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. 
The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. How was your game today? Fine. We talked our way out of fighting a genie. Mmm. He's good. Yep. Like the genies. I don't know if you heard or not, but I lost my personal storage disk drive from my computer. It just was working one night, came by in the morning, and it wasn't working. And it was mostly backed up. What I was doing when you were out is I was searching for the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D logo file that we use for the breaks on the live show. Luckily that was backed up, but uh, there is a chance that I have lost some files that I don't know about because it stopped backing up a couple of months ago and I didn't notice it. And of course that's when, you know, the backup or the, the drive fails. So I've been going through some steps to try to recover the data without spending $1,500. Wow. That sucks. Yep. The drive is, was completely dead. I took off the... Where is it? Yeah. Okay. So here's the disk drive. This is what it looks like. Three, three and a half drive. It's the big hard drive. Wow. It's not the smaller yeah. SSD. On the back side is a PCB. And I'm pretty sure B stands for board, like control board, but it's say PCB board. So this PCB board can come off rather easily. It's just on there with five screws. and I took it off, tried to order an exact copy from eBay. And unfortunately, I know you can't see it, but there is like a small serial number and revision number right on the board down here. It has to be exact. Otherwise, it won't work. More to that point, if you flip this card over, there's an EEPROM chip on the card that has all the drive particular information on it. So even if you get an exact board duplicate, it's not really guaranteed to work unless you get the EEPROM put over to the replacement board. So it will have all the controls and anything that's particular digitally with the drive. It'll have all that stuff on. So I sourced a place with that same serial number and revision, and it's in Canada. So I ordered it. It was 50 bucks, but I decided to go ahead and do it. The board that's on it right now is uh, cheap replacement that i got from ebay uh, but this 50 dollar one is because it was the exact it was the only exact one that i found online and they were kind enough to email me and say so do you want us to just ship the replacement board to you or do you want to ship your board to us so that we can unsolder the eprom and solder it on to the replacement board you can do it locally it's going to cost you 20 to 30 bucks, you have to find an electronics repair store to do it, or you can ship it to us. Either way, it's the only way it's going to work with the drive. Uh, I didn't know that. It didn't show up in any of my searches or anything. So I'm like, okay. So on Friday, I emailed the board off to them and it'll get to them sometime next week. And then wow, it'll get back. And, and the bonus though, of this other board that I got from eBay is that 
this drive was not turning over whatsoever. With this new board, which is close in the revision and serial number, but it's not mm-hmm. exactly there, it is turning over, which means it's not a complete hardware failure internally. It had just been a board failure. There's no guarantee, but I'm going to try it. And if it works, that means I've saved my drive for under 100 bucks versus sending it off for 500 to $1,500. Yeah. And of course, you never know what they're going to do with the data. Yeah. I've also started a Backblaze backup, which is it's pretty affordable. It's like six bucks a month or something like that. Uh, but it takes forever to back up. I've got 17.7 gigabytes or terabytes of files worth of files to back up, and it's only backed up 700 gigabytes, not even a terabyte. And it's been running for like four days. Wow. It's going to take a while. Also, I had the lovely fortune to have to replace my Wi-Fi system. Holy smokes. Yesterday morning, I went to my Xbox to put in a Blu-ray to have it on in the background while I was editing Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. It wouldn't connect to the internet. Now, I've been having intermittent internet issues, but this was the straw that broke the camel back, not because it was the Xbox, but because I finally had definitive proof that It wasn't working, and as many times as I power cycled it, it wasn't working. Chris had the same router, but I bought mine about six months after he did, and his went kablooey about six or nine months ago. So it was like, okay, I was expecting this. I'd wanted it to last about three more months, but it didn't. So I spent a lot of money on a new Wi-Fi system. That's uh, one of those mesh systems. I heard about those. We've got one at the cabin in my parents' house. It's a Amplify system, so it's like an early mesh system. This is second or third generation. It's Eero, which is owned by Amazon, and it's their pro system, which was expensive, but I wanted to make sure that the house was covered appropriately. So I got two, three packs, which, like I said, was expensive, but Wi-Fi has been working like a dream. Yeah, you have a large area to cover. I do. And I wanted to go through the extra trouble to put one in the garage because I'm in the garage a lot and I just want to make sure it's covered. Plus the garage door opener is Wi-Fi enabled now. Not that we need Wi-Fi to open and close it, but it's enabled. And if I'm out mowing the lawn or whatever, I've been known to lose streams as I'm listening to the streams when I'm out in the yard. So like, you know what? I'll just kill two birds with one stone here and do that. So anyway, that's my President's Day weekend. How's your President's Day weekend going? It's going. Like I said, I I don't know if you know, like tomorrow night, I'm running my first DM game, D&D game. All right. I didn't know that was tomorrow night. That's awesome. It's tomorrow night and it's live on the internet and I'm still prepping for it. And it's just like, I'm really glad I have tomorrow off. <laughs> it's like, I know what happens, but you still got to like prep for it. and. Uh-huh. Gotta get it all my head out of my head. All right. Is is this with your normal troop or did you pick up some other players or so the channel has uh on Mondays it's called SideQuest and each week it's a different DM group, all that type of stuff. Sometimes it's D D, sometimes it's paranoia or monster hunter or anything like that. It's all these different systems that can happen. Yeah, so you don't have to 
you could be a first time player, you could be a first time DM. It's just, you know, one episode, that sort of deal. This is Welcome to the Party. Welcome to the Party. I swear I subscribed to that. Where the hell is it? On Twitch. Yeah, it's Welcome to the. Yeah, it's Twitch. Twitch, I think it's Welcome Party RPG. Side quest. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. Yep. Alrighty. Cool. I know it's opposite of going to geek, but it's available on video on demand on Twitch the next day. And then on YouTube, I think within the week, because they do some extra processing for YouTube. Oh, I would. I do. Even for this show, I do. I understand. (laughs) This is funny. So do a gracha favor day history national day calendar while using the sweetest of honey has yet to find the origins of this fun holiday. No grouches have been harmed in our search and few may have been cheered in the process. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Hit the button. Boop. Boom. Yeah. Okay. That one's going. That one's going. Woohoo. Backups. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder who I learned that from. <laughs> I still can't get over the time that I used to had to use the ninth backup. It was the Starling Tribune that was recorded at Las Vegas and multiple copies. So it wasn't we didn't record nine versions of the audio. We recorded like three versions of the audio. And I made back the prime work just fine. So I made backups of all those and handed them out to everybody. And I kept like three backups. So Jay and wing had copies. So that was five and somebody else. I gave somebody else a copy. So it was six. I can't remember who the, that was. Might've been cure or something. Cause I think I just dumped all the files onto uh, USB drives for it. I came prepared. I knew this was going to happen. So, I did it. And then I had three copies of the files. And unfortunately, the, the same computer that I used to stream on, it failed and I had to rewrite it. And then it was months later when Wing said, uh, SP, do you have those files? Uh, so <laughs> they weren't on the computer. And I had to find it was a miracle that I found the USB drive myself because uh, it was at the bottom of my bag. And it had been there ever since, and it had not been damaged. And I finally was able to get the, the files for him. He produced the, the show. But yep, that, that's the backup horror story. I had other horror stories, too. I lost a recording of GPR, and I lost a recording of... Is it Legends? There was another podcast that I lost a recording of. That episode of GPR was, like, my favorite episode. Not just because I was on it. It was, it was a really fun episode. It will never see the light of day. No. I mean, it's gone forever. And they didn't (laughs) tell me it had gone. Well, good luck in your first DM tomorrow. It'll be interesting to hear how that goes. Thank you. And I'm sure everything will be great. I know you're, you're very researched and very prepared. So I think everything will go fine. I I don't feel prepared. Ah. You've been preparing for years being on this podcast. You're pretty good there. (laughs) That's true. Everything else is just the content that you've created. Now, are you going by a story that exists or did you create your own? I created my own. All right. Went all out this first time. All right. 
my brain, I was like, well, there's this little, no, my brain was like, there, I had this character from this certain run and this character never, like, I can't play her ever again. And so her story is just like, and she's just like, what the f***? And then all of a sudden, you know, I was going to write something else, but then um, it was supposed to be for something that was actually related, you know, somebody, an offshoot of somebody else's story. But then that fell, like, I missed the deadline and, and stuff like that. And then I'm, I'm like, I'm really sorry. And she was like, she's, you know, like, I kind of like, I'm a writer, kind of like talks to the characters and it sounds kind of weird. But, but then a few days later, all of a sudden, she's just like, okay, I live here now. This is what I do. This is what's wrong with everything. And all of a sudden, there's just like all these ideas. And so there we go. Got the creative juices going. Might as well take advantage of it. Yep. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you. I will watch. Maybe not as you're doing it. Cause yeah, because that's going to geek. That's yeah. going to geek. I know you can't because that's why I couldn't do going to geek tomorrow. It's like, because I, I can't. All right. So I'm going to go see uh, how delayed Daytona 500 is. Oh, okay. It's They've had rain delay after rain delay. I've had it on in the background today. I, I haven't been watching, but and now I'm curious as to how late they're actually going to finish. Oh, wow. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2020.